Welcome to a new episode of Craft Beer Conversations, where the beer and the conversation are always on me. Altus Beer, a Detroit original, is a great test for how old you are. If you remember Altus being one of the best in Michigan, you're probably a baby boomer. If you remember it being mm, not so great, you're probably from Generation X. See, Altus started in 1910 and quickly became one of Michigan's top-selling beers, but by the 80s into the 90s, things changed and eventually Altus stopped altogether. That's when a group of friends decided to revive the brand, which we launched in 2016. I spoke with co-owner Eric Steef to learn about the here and now of Altus Beer. My first interaction with Altus comes in the form of stories. My dad's 68, 9? I don't know. I don't, mm-hmm. do, I don't do math. But, like, those are the stories <laughs> he tells me about being, you know, uh, whether in high school or at Michigan State back in the, the late mm-hmm. 60s and 70s. And, like, so that was my initial experience with Altus. And so I'm just curious for you guys, um, what you, for, or maybe just for you, what your first experience was, if it was similar to that or something different. Oh, absolutely. The first Altus label I remember in my hand was on a canoeing trip many, many years ago, kind of, you know, back, it was, it was still brewed in the nineties and up to the mid nineties in Frankenmuth, uh, as the story went on. And yeah, so my stories go back to probably the same, same approximate age as, as when your dad was, uh, was drinking Altus originally. And it's, it's Zach, it's wild because when we relaunched this brand, we inherited so many amazing stories uh, from people that just, lo- you know, it's like they're reliving their youth and kind of sharing these stories with, with you know, the younger beer drinking crowd, you know, people in their 20s and 30s to talk about the history and how much fun they had. And we've really been able to play that up. And, oh, my gosh, if you look on our Facebook page people have posted things just amazing stories from the guy whose mom was the uh, altus beer model to uh, a, a woman whose parents made an altus beer trophy <laughs> for their 25th anniversary uh you know and the, the stories just go on and on when we go into a bar to talk about putting altus on draft the owner would say oh my gosh it's the first beer i had with my dad when when i when I, uh, they hired me on to work behind the bar or or, or, you know, that that's the, the, the story we often get that makes us laugh is, hey, that's the beer I stole out of Grandpa's yeah. fridge or you know, something like that. And so, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's been around since uh, 1910 uh, it, when you look back at the history uh, when it was kind of, you know, as, as Detroit was getting off of its, you know, it was really becoming a, a, a worldwide um, entity putting the world on wheels, so to speak, uh, Altus beer was being made for those Detroit hardworking auto workers uh, as far back as 1910. And then, um, uh, yeah, so it's, you know, it's just gone on from there by, you know, when, when uh, the, the, the guys came back from the world during World War II, uh, Altus was, uh, was sent overseas uh, for, uh, for, <laughs> for beer for the troops. And then when they came back by the 1940s, late 40s, Altus was the leading beer in Michigan. Uh, and uh, and then when, when your dad was, uh, tell, uh, when the, the stories your dad had in the 60s and 70s, Altus was such a big name by then. It was, uh, it was sponsoring the Detroit Lions and the Detroit Tigers and uh, just became a real, you know, the, the, the really one of the best selling beers in Michigan and just loved by many, many people. But then as, as the industry kind of consolidated in the uh, 80s and 90s, um, the, there was a big shakeout. And uh, Altus wound up being 
acquired several times and moved around production-wise, as I mentioned, by the mid-90s, the last time it was produced before we took it on. It was uh, in the, um, it was brewed in Frankenmuth. And then uh, the, the the brewery was literally hit by a tornado at one point, and and uh, and then there was uh, a series of bankruptcies and consolidations, and then the brand just hit the cutting room floor in the uh, in the nineties. There were so many brands owned by uh, Pabst by that time, with like Stroh's and some other brands. They just decided, hey, Altus isn't the one we're going to continue with, and that's when me and my partners kind of latched onto it and were like, Hey, there's an opportunity here. Uh, and we were able to uh, secure the rights for Altus and put our plan together to relaunch the brand in a way we thought would be competitive and, uh, and appropriate for today's beer drinkers. And, uh, and then also benefit from all those fantastic stories like you were alluding to. And there's just, there's one for every day of the week. It's so much fun. And Zach, you're hitting on a really interesting kind of emotional thing. Yeah. Um, we, we have inherited like this, um, I'll call it like people's memories. I mean, yeah. uh, when we first launched there, there was a, a guy who went to the bar with his dad and his dad taught him how to make an Altus with a cracked egg in it and some tomato juice, I think as a hangover. I mean, it was like, it was like, you know, dad showing son, you, you know, the ropes, so to speak. And they sent us pictures about that. And then another guy in his nineties was having his a birthday party and his son said this was my dad's beer and he was like landed from texas at detroit metro and we got on the phone with him and actually triangulated into a bar where he could or to a rest or to a, a party store where he could pick up altis on his way to the party so he had like cases of it and and you know of course they sent us a picture with everybody toasting with grandpa uh, sitting there right in the middle with his you know with a uh, uh smile ear to ear it's just like you know this beer was such a, a memory for people. It's it's like it's like we've inherited that. So it's it's almost a responsibility <laughs> to uh to, to nurture that and respect that. And um and yet you know it's just it's it's uh it's humbling to have all these stories. People uh, you know my dad worked at the facility. My mom was the model for the brand. My my uh my uncle was a, a delivery guy. You know it's just wow amazing amazing stories. And, uh, and yeah, there is a lot of old, um, really cool retro stuff. And we, we, uh, certainly try to pay homage to that with our stuff today as we, uh, relaunch the brand. Mm -hmm. So, so, so I have to ask then, like you guys have got this great brand and there's this singular product, like how do you grow it? Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Obviously the answer is, well, we sell more beer and we, we, we love a lot, (laughs) but, but, but like, you know, but if I'm a, if I'm a craft brewer today, I'm going to make another beer and another beer and another beer. And, and what you guys are doing is a little different. I know. Do you guys still have the second varietal? We, yeah. So that is going to be launching. We're hoping in the fall and you're, you're right. You to, to be, to stay on the radar and stay relevant with today's consumer. You do have to come up with new products and we've definitely been working on that. And we've got some great partnerships put in place where we are launching another historic Altus beer called Altus Sportsman. And we're launching it as a copper lager. And uh, that will hopefully uh, be out by this fall. That is definitely the plan. With today's supply chain, and it's kind of funny to even mention, but the uh, supply of aluminum cans. You can't even, you can't no, be sure. You, simply you, because the, the lead time is very different. Yeah. So. Well, and that's been one of the things during this, like, you know, the, the, the boom in craft beer during the, the pandemic with people getting delivery and, and being able to buy online. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I know a bunch of brewers, like I go into their brewery and they have uh, aluminum cans with matte black lids because they only could get yep. one of each. They, they couldn't get the complimenting pair. I mean, they, they were just happy to have right. the pan, you know, and it's, that's wild. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. It became crazy. And then it, with the, uh, the, the popularity of seltzers, yes, uh, which of course are in aluminum cans. And then when all the restaurants and bars were not having people in uh, during various shutdowns, that took uh, keg beer offline, essentially. And so all of that volume uh, was going through cans and bottles. So, yeah, tremendous uh, constraint <laughs> in the supply chain. So so uh, we have the liquid developed. It, uh, it's doing very well. And uh, uh, it's, it's actually sold right now in a uh, uh, limited uh, area in Marshall mm. and uh, at, at Dark Horse so that people can try it and sample it. And, uh, and we're also, you know, we, we worked on developing it with Traffic Jam in Detroit as well, like we did with the Altus original. So uh, we've been getting some consumer feedback on it, and it's very positive. And so we're very excited to relaunch that brand. And it's just a matter of getting it out there um, with, uh, you know, getting the supply chain all aligned and, and, uh, and getting the, on the production and, and, and filling those cans. So we're definitely planning on that shortly. And our distributors can't wait for it. And uh, I'm sure it'll be quite popular. But yeah, so to, to I guess to go back to your original question, uh, we do need to launch more products. We've got a great history to draw from with Altus to launch more products. And then the, the big news of, of getting into Meyer across the state, for the most part, was a huge shot in the arm for us, too. They sell a lot of beer through Meyer, as you might imagine. So that was very helpful uh, in growth of the brand. And then um, we're, we're still a little guy, a uh, small independent guy, and there's still a lot of beer drinkers in the state. So I think getting back into the festival mode and promoting and, and as sampling becomes something we can do again to promote awareness, um, we'll be doing that and just driving sales of the flagships as well. Well, I mean, and then also go ahead. getting draft back online is well, going to be great because that took a while to, 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 to resurface after, um, bars and restaurants started to open up. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that's what I was going to say. The, the, the first time mm -hmm. I had one of the quote unquote new Altus selections was at Jimmy John's field, right? I had it on draft uh, at, yes. at the baseball game. Right. And so, but I mean, you couldn't do that last year, No, but now no. you can shove those cans back into that state or those, those kegs back into that stadium. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, it, or, or, or anything yeah. like that. Right. I mean, the, the, the floodgates have opened and you mentioned it like, it, it's amazing. People it's right now making the beer somehow is the easy part. It's how do I deal with this floodgate of things that are going to change over the next month? That's just going to be insanely rapid. Yes. Yes. Managing our supply chain or inventory to, uh, to demand has been really, it's been a wild ride, Zach, because you know, with, with all these retailers opening up, uh, as we mentioned, like with the Meyer news that of course promoted a spike in demand for the 12 uh, pack cans. Cause that's what, uh, that's the main product being carried uh, in the Meyer franchise. But then at the same time, that's when restaurants and bars were really starting to reopen and, and have a uh, bigger capacity, which meant more draft sales. And so literally as soon as uh, draft kegs are filled, they're pretty much out the door. Uh, and of course it was the exact opposite of that, uh, of that for so long. So yeah, it's like all of a sudden all this is happening and it's, uh, it's a little bit of a whirlwind, but it's an exciting whirlwind because it means that uh, 
the the market is opening back up, and that'll be a good thing. Yeah, that's one of those like when people say it's a good problem to have, right? Better than the problem you had last right, year, right? Right. I mean, that's exactly. So, mm-hmm. you oh can, yeah, yeah. Because right, I mean, last, last was, year was a wild ride, <laughs> a disaster for everybody. Whether you yeah. made it through or not, mm-hmm. it was still. Uh, but you, yeah. you, you talk about like traffic jam and snug. You talk about Marshall. As you guys mm-hmm. grow, will there because people really like the tap room experience? Do you guys have you guys mm-hmm. thought about like physical space? Oh yeah, we thought about it. Certainly talked with some parties about it. Um, you know, this past year wasn't the time to really right. think about something <laughs> like that. <laughs> I think yeah, uh, that would it was a hard enough sell to talk our wives into letting us uh, launch a beer company. Fair. I could imagine a bar. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, so it, it's definitely a place where a lot of the profit margin is, is typically derived for craft brewers. So it's something we keep our eye on, definitely. Um, and I think finding the right partner to do it uh, would be the appropriate thing because having a tap room, that is uh, an entire different, um, I guess, experience as well as um, uh, roles and responsibilities. So we, we always want to do things right. So I think having the right partner and having the uh, the right space that would be awesome. And I think it would play really well too. It'd yeah, be a lot of fun and yeah. People like that, yeah, because people again they mm-hmm. like that in person experience. Mm-hmm. They like the whole, uh, especially again with the nostalgia that you guys have. Uh, mm-hmm. I think you could have mm-hmm. a lot of fun with that. And so just really quickly on on Traffic Jam, mm-hmm. that's a great restaurant mm-hmm. and. Um, it's uh it when I started doing this podcast, in fact, it was the first one I did because I wanted to do the oldest uh I wanted to do the oldest brewery still active in the city, and it's that one. It's the one at Traffic Jam and Snug. But yep. did that were you able was that one of the reasons and I know Richard Chestnut, he's a good dude. Is that one of the reasons that you guys chose that place because of the history and, and because you guys have a, a similar history that goes back uh further, but still I mean Traffic Jam and Snug is it's cool in there, right? You definitely get that throwback yep. feel as soon as you walk in. Oh yeah. And that definitely was part of the story. And then just, um, the Scott, uh, Lowell and his wife have been amazing partners ever since the beginning, being really open-minded and also having, having not only the vision of, Hey, this is really cool. We're, you know, one of the, the oldest brands in Michigan and you guys are the oldest operating brewery in Michigan. They really have a love for Detroit and growing things in Detroit and just, you know, had open arms for us, even from the beginning. And I'm of, of me and my two partners, I'm the brewer of the group and mm. they were letting us in and helping, you know, I was uh, able to right from the beginning, uh, you know, haul grain bags and experiment on flavor profiles and yeast and, and talk with consumers and get that feedback. So not only was it that history that you alluded to, uh, but just, them being such great partners and open arm to help us really make this happen. They make beer and cheese in the same place. What's not to love? There you go. There you go. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Oh yeah. They have a fantastic history there. It's just amazing. And like you said, when you walk in there, it just feels so cool. And that, you know, I'm so happy for that uh, part of Detroit too. It's just been exploding. Yeah. I mean, so, and, and, and again, you see that, that, that Renaissance from the, the, the city and you guys get to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, absolutely. I think, I think that's just a ton of fun. Hey, Eric, thanks for Chad, man. I really enjoyed it. Well, I did too, Zach, and I'd love to uh, have an Altus with you at some point whenever you're willing to have one. Big thanks to Altus co-owner Eric Steef. 
Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so you don't miss anything across the Metro Detroit craft beer landscape and beyond. Plus, you can always follow me on Twitter and Facebook at Zach E. Clark. Yes, Zach with an H. On Instagram at The Brew Man Chew and TikTok at Brew Man Chew to see what I'm up to. Thank you.